Welcome. Hi. Welcome back. Parry Talks is episode... Shit, it could be episode anything. It's episode one of them. Don't confuse the audience. <laughs> um, it's one of the episodes. We, yeah, we've been through a lot so far. If you've been listening so far, we have been through a lot. A lot of good conversation. But today I think is going to be a special one. I think we're in for a big one. Aww. We've got... I don't even know. How, how would you introduce yourself? I, just Louisa, Louisa. My, That's my, name, the, Louisa. my name is Louisa. I DJ under Isa. Um, I DJ, I run Athletica, which mm-hmm. is a club night at Tokyo Sing Song and a radio show on Nomad Radio. And I also present on FBI Radio. <laughs> Done. I, that was going to be my first question because it always wigs me out. I say like Isa, but then Louisa. Like, it feels oh, yeah, so no, weird no, no. It's that. super weird. I didn't. This isn't a name that I came up for myself. Um, it was a nickname given to me by an ex-boyfriend. And mm. I was desperately trying to come up with a DJ name. My original DJ name was Pop Rocks. Yeah, I know. Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks, yeah. Well, because the stuff I wanted to play was really like energetic and poppy and whoa yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, but Pop Rocks is A, a name of an actual like thing. That already exists. Oh, that's fine. We can cut that out. Just compress it. Shout <laughs> cool. out the compressor. Cool. Shout out the compressor and shout out whoever's doing construction. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My original DJ name was Pop Rocks. Um. But I don't know. I didn't know if I wanted to. I went through like an identity crisis. I just wanted to have something that wasn't as like specific of a name. Yeah. Um. And Isa was like a nice name that someone had given me. Not Isa, because it would have made sense to be like Louisa, Isa. Yeah. But no, it's it's Isa. And it's, I, I like it and I've stuck yeah, with it. It's sick. I Maybe just did a cardinal sin though. Oh, did you? I asked an artist or DJ, whatever, how they got their name. Oh my God. Is that never, a cardinal sin? I promised to never do that. Oh, here. fair enough. Yeah, well, here we are. you already have. You can cut it out. You can edit it out and post. There's a thing about Parry Talks. Oh. We don't edit shit. This is unedited. Oh, God. Don't accidentally you praise everything. Me. When did we first meet? Uh, oh, my Jared, God. I'll tell the story. No, you tell the story. <laughs> yeah. That's not an actual question, but please, nah, sir, um, continue. I think it was Coda Banks. Oh, it was. It was Coda Banks. I was Banks. so out of my comfort zone. Oh, my God. Um, I was so excited. That was my first time seeing Coda live. That was um, such a sick... That, that was when I realized, like, Coda's got it. Coda's got it. For those playing at home... Coda Banks uh, and NLV Records, X NLV Records signing. Can I talk about that? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, it's public. It is public. It's public. Okay. Yeah, she was with NLV Records, and I think she's now with Sony, but she's do- still doing. Which stuff is awesome. Yeah. She, yeah, and her and Nina have been doing things. I've seen on uh, Instagram from stories. What I've heard. Nina Girachi, <laughs> and she's a pop vocalist and just has amazing taste in music and is an incredible performer and so much this is a call out hey yeah call out to coda get call out to nlv get right here imagine nlv on here oh my god i would my head would explode (laughs) yeah i think dude that show was so fun i remember so fun sandro it was like sandro went to nina was like oh hi this is sandro whatever and i was like yeah nice to meet you yeah and then sandro's like what dance music do you listen to parry i was like oh just house and stuff it's like, oh, you should fe- you should meet Louisa. I'm like, oh, really? That's how it works. Oh my god, actually? Like, yeah, and I was like, that's so interesting. Because then I went and saw James Pepper at Flinders after that night. Oh yeah, wow. I d- that's that's interesting. I- okay. I know. I- that's so funny. 
because what I've come to know you as is someone that's pushes a bit further the boundary of electronic music than like house music. Yeah, I'd say. And to be introduced just... to you as that, I think, is a bit harsh, to say the least. Oh, no, I don't know. The stuff that I play is all over the place. Yeah. The stuff that I play, I, the things that I really, really like playing, it's normally really high energy. It's kind of left of center. It's really fun and bouncy and all over the place because... I don't know, I like so many different genres and so many different textures and sounds and the thing that really yeah. excites me about DJing is that I can take all of these different rhythms and textures and colours and feelings and ways to dance to things yeah. and mush them all together and find common threads and sort of sew them into something that's cohesive and interesting and fun and exciting. Um, yeah. And present them to audiences. Yeah. The thing that I love about... Um, playing sets the thing that i love about the specific style of set that i like to play is when i first started everything mm-hmm. i'm just gonna talk now is that okay no, no, I'm, I'm listening I <laughs> okay okay um yeah when i first became interested in everything i didn't know that any of this was here like i didn't know anything about sydney's music scene or where to go or any of the underground stuff i was introduced to it um by like a couple friends and by an ex and I was like, oh my God, what, huh? And all the stuff I was going to was like stuff that was very house heavy, it was very like techno heavy and it was very like 4-4 beat consistently throughout the whole night. And you can hardly tell the song changes. It's just doof, doof, from the moment you walk into the moment you yeah, walk out. Yeah, and like I think it's less so now, um, especially in like the warehouse scene where like breakbeat and a lot of other like elements are coming in, yeah. which is really interesting. But at the time, it was like very 4 4. And that was cool and I really liked it, but there was only like one specific way to dance to it. <laughs> the two step. Like you can, you can like go side to side or you can like do a little like whatever, but there, there wasn't a lot of like variety in that. Yeah. And I didn't find that as interesting. But then one day. One day. I went to side chains. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a side chains. And you mentioned Sandra before. Sandra was playing. Yeah. And I walked in and Home. all of a sudden, it was like before there had been maybe like three colors in the crayon box. And now like, not only was it every single color in the rainbow, like crayon box, but all these different textures and everything was being thrown at the wall and it was flowing through. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. It was suddenly like all of these different textures and rhythms and exciting things happening all at once. And I was like, this is what, this is it. This is it. This is what I, this is it. This is what I was looking for. This is what I wanted. Oh, it was so great the easiest way I feel like I'd try to describe that music to people that are so used to just house or techno it's like it's chaos in the best way possible yeah it's just a circus and like in the most beautiful way possible I feel like the thing that I'm so attracted to in that world Mm. not that I listen to that much how quickly people mix yeah it's like it'd be drop and then bang it's like the next one yeah drop whereas like how so you just can get away with doing like minute and a half mixes yeah. of and like those those are like an those are artful as well like mm. you have to be able to be so precise and you need to well i don't really, i i dj so many different styles because not only do i do the things that i love yeah. i also i feel like i'm being mansplaining right now no i need to not be self-conscious anyway um just. the like the thing it's so exciting to yeah. be able to 
need to know all these different kinds of mixing and yeah. be able to like zoom through them and figure out things straight away. And oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Anyway, go on. That's fine. <laughs> um, I was just about to ask, where did this begin? So like you're talking about before. Yeah. Bef- like before your introduction, even to like dance music, mm. where did that initial music like, hang on, music is sort of cool stem from? Or did it trigger once you went to Sidechains the first time? Um, well, the thing is, I never thought that I was going to be in music. I knew that I like loved things that were creative and I knew I loved like performing and I've never had stage fright or anything like that. So I was in like school we plays tell. and stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to max out the microphone. I promise. Um, I've never like stage fright or anything. Yeah. So I'm, I've always been very like, whoa. Um, but I never knew that music specifically was a thing that I really wanted to do. Um, like I listened to bands and stuff in high school, but it was less like, I hear stories about artists. So like, yeah, when I was really young, I was on all of these blogs and knew absolutely everything. And I was diving deep into this and that and this and that. Whereas, I don't know, I like would find one band that I really loved and then I would just listen to literally yeah. everything from that band. So I like, my high school days are like in phases of different bands that I loved or like maybe an album like Channel Orange by Frank Ocean is in there but also like at one point I just dived deep into Green Day or like I dived deep into like the Arctic Monkeys but it was never like I am a selector who knows all the best music that's happening right now I was always I was always like nervous that I didn't know what was going on like I would always like try to put on Triple J in the car where mum was like oh no I wanted to listen to like Smooth (laughs) FM and I'd be like no mum I want to know what's going on I I always felt like anxious about not knowing what was going on and like I still feel that to an extent but I don't know when dance music clicked was when I sort of yeah I was sort of introduced to parties that were happening in Sydney with this music and that was relatively recent that was like three years ago so i was like oh this is it this is this is it this is something that i love i love how everyone i've spoken to and me myself has that moment where you walk into a club a certain event yeah and it's like ah yeah i found it like yeah yeah genuinely and like the thing that i love about dance music in particular is that like i don't know i could have been on the blogs and i could have been like diving deep into dance music like by myself when I was a kid or you know being a road cunt and going to parties underage but I didn't know how to you do that you can't swear on here oh no I can't I'm joking oh, <laughs> <laughs> you swore before <laughs> Harry swear to god anyway sorry um, if you're listening on headphones sorry about that <laughs> just blew someone's head rude. off it's cool um, but yeah I the thing that I love about dance music is that like yeah I could have found all of this stuff when I was like in my room on my laptop, but I feel like almost all of it is designed to be experienced as a collective. And like, it's designed to be a thing that you walk in and you can experience with like 100, 200, 1,000 other people. And it's like, I don't know, a track is gonna sound so much better, blasted through speakers, selected by a DJ Mm -hmm. mixed into something else surrounded by a hundred other people who are having an amazing time or not having an amazing time or just feeling something like it's it's something that's designed and necessitates community Uh, oh my god which is literally stole the words out of my mouth yeah it's something that necessitates community and that's something that like I could goddamn cry about I think it's so beautiful and it's so wonderful that we have this thing that is tailor-made to be gathered around 
and for people to come and feel whatever they need to feel and meet whoever they need to meet and just I don't know have a release exactly. and, and have an experience and that's so cool to me so I'm kind of glad that I discovered it in the context exactly. in that in its context. Perfect context yeah I'm glad I just discovered it in the place that it was meant to be exactly and I think that's really cool and yeah that's why I totally agree as well because I wasn't that into dance music before I turned 18 Mm. And then I accidentally got forced along to some events. Mm. I was like, I get it now. Yeah. Because I was just sitting at home on SoundCloud. It's like, this is seven and a half minutes of like the same drums. Like a yeah. sample comes in in and there. And then there's some random like, chords that come in. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. But I went out and I was like, oh, yeah. and this especially, is unreal. And especially when you first go out, like when you don't know, you have no frame of reference. So like every time the DJ like drops out the bass and then brings it back in, you're like, what's going on? Ah! Like it's all it's just like you have such like a pure unadulterated like excitement and joy for that and like if you're lucky you can just keep feeling that if you find what what like really speaks to you you can just keep feeling that and that's so cool yeah i always makes me so happy (laughs) i always try to describe music as dance music as it's fundamentally communal and i'm always attracted to music genres that are communal so that's like hip-hop Dance totally. Music. Oh, because God. you, it's, I find it so hard to consume dance music without the community. Yeah, I mean, like listening to mixes are really fun, and like dancing in your room is really fun. But yeah, being able to go out and hear the music that you love played by people who know how to put it together is just like next level. And there's nothing better than going out, seeing someone you know, sort of. Like oh that you God. see at every event and you're like, oi. Hey, and then everyone, yeah, you just like, you yeah, think like, hey, yeah, I love you. Like, yeah, we got yeah. this. Yeah, it's, it's like, I made some of my best friends through music. I made almost all of my really close friends through music. And it's just, uh, I have I my close know. friends in music. Just, you don't? You do? <laughs> Not really. But all my friends like the same music. They're just punters. I hate that word, but you know what but I mean. But no, like that's I I think that's like the same though. Like yeah, it is exactly the same. I'm but like people who people who like go out and dance are just as important, important, even about. more important. Dude, like I don't know if if no one was there dancing, the DJ's playing to no one. Who gives a shit about that? Like, and also I don't know, playing to no one is something that everyone has to do at some point. But also, it's yeah, it's, it's just keeping it. It's all life. part of the community. Yeah. It's all like within the community. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, the people, I love that shit. That's the, that, like without that, it's just a bunch of people playing music and then someone else waiting to get up and play the next song. <laughs> like you need people to dance. How good's music? Ah, oh, so good. So you felt you walked into the club. You've fallen in love. Mm. When did you realize I want to be involved beyond the? So that was interesting because the person who like introduced me to like all of this stuff. Um, Give him a shout out. If you want, no, that might right, be my fine. <laughs> it might be weird. Hey, <laughs> I know you're not watching this, but that's okay. Right, um, right, but yeah, they introduced me to all of this stuff, and then like I realized that that was going to be ending, and I was like, I don't want to leave because mm. they like I knew about all of this stuff with them. They're taking me everywhere, so I was like, well, I need to be able to do this on my mm. own two feet. So I was like, what's at the center of everything that I know that is cool, what's at the center of it, and everything that I know that is interesting and exciting and important, and it was... Oh, good. <laughs> Just keep it, keep it, don't worry. Uh, no one can really... And everything 
that was important and exciting fbi was at the center of it yeah. and i was like wow that was the most beautiful segue i've ever i haven't even know i didn't even have to put it on <laughs> yeah um fbi was, yeah. like i was listening to fbi and i was just in love i was just intoxicated and in love with everything creative that was happening in this city and fbi seemed to just have all of these people that were doing really interesting and exciting things and yeah. all these people that i respect are on the station i was listening to them every day and i was like i want to see what i can do here so i applied to fbi um i started going out i hit up friends that i knew were like going out to warehouse parties sometimes and i would just go to everything i could yeah. if i heard about a gig on fbi i'd be like oh i'd like write it down yeah. on my phone okay. i was like screenshotting songs all the time to be like what's this what's this i need to know i need to know um so i joined fbi i was going out all the time with friends and then the moment that it clicked i was like hmm maybe i want to DJ. I was like, that was like dancing around in my brain a little bit, but I was like, oh no, but uh, the dude I see is a DJ, man, that's weird. And I don't know. But then, Shade. then, then I just walked into Frida's. I was like, oh, I think there's something Frida's on. is just there. Frida's by the way. is just down, like a block <laughs> that way. And 82E wow. was playing as part of Rimbombo. Yeah. And I was one of those weirdos up the front, just staring at the desk. <laughs> Like I had the thing is also because I I had no frame of reference for how to act. Yeah. Like I had, like on top of just like base overzealousness and like n no idea about social etiquette. I was so excited and just didn't know what was like. I just had no boundaries. Yeah, exactly. We're so still, I was like, this I'm is still an fine. asshole about that stuff. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, this is fine. And Hang on, I'm gonna go sort that out. Okay, go, 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 go. I'm just gonna be here. I know. It's fine. I'm gonna go sort it out. Okay. Pause. Talk to them if you want. Okay. Sh should I? Okay. I don't mind. We can pause. We can talk to them. Hang on, let's pause. Okay.
Oh no, wait. No. Um, what were we talking about? Talking FBI. About oh yeah. Um, um, oh no, no, no. Were no. Talking, no yeah. We're talking about boundaries. Oh yeah. I just like had no boundaries. Anyway, I've learned them now, which is great. But I was I standing up the front. I refuse to learn boundaries. Oh my god, learn boundaries, Barry. One, it makes people so much more I'm comfortable. The person, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an uncomfortable sort. I don't go behind nothing. Yeah. But I'll peek over and see what tracks next. Oh my god. And and like Barry. if it's the one next, if it's the one next, I turn around to my mates like one oh, is it <laughs> like i remember at skin on skin i saw multiply come on next i turn around to pat i'm like oh it's god. happening and we're all like preparing like okay. it's ready okay, let's get around it's on its way. oh you. my god well yeah um you're one anyway, of those people at well, well i was just standing at the front i was just watching yeah, i was just watching 80 yes i was just watching 80 mix and feeling how great the NG was in the room and everyone was there and yeah. having a wonderful time and I was like I want to do this yeah. like this is something that I think I could do and I think I, c- I could be good at but I don't know I just want to do it and it just I was just like yep I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to be a DJ I'm gonna decide I'm gonna be a DJ um, and then obviously like I had that aha moment going to side chains and I was like after that I was like this is the music that I want to play yeah um, but yeah I had some savings and I blew them all on a controller and I just sat at home and obsessed for ages yeah. and I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do anything. Um, <laughs> the first mix I did, I didn't know that the BPMs on each track have to be the same. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, cool, cool, cool. This track at like, that's very slow is going to go into the track that's very fast. Yeah. And I don't understand why they're mo- not matching up. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know so many people stepped in to sort of show me little things and help me out and I got my first gig through Sam Ecott who does yeah. heaps gay stuff but it was like a little bar somewhere and those parties are so good well the thing is it wasn't even like a party set it was just like a bar set and yeah. and my friends came it was like five or six of my friends who I really love and they just stood there and listened to me I didn't even have headphones and yeah it just, the idea is executed yeah, and I just did it, and I went from there, and it's great. I, I really love it. I love it so much. DJing? Yeah. Is DJing the project you're most proud of, do you think? Um, I don't know about, like, most proud of. The thing that I really love about DJing is that, like, it's something that I can do with lots of people. It's something that I can, like, do with friends if, like, they're DJs as well. We can just, like, have a fun mix time and, like, go, like, yeah, and each other's yeah. mixes and tracks, and that's so fun. But it's something that I can just sit and obsess over in my bedroom with no one else there and just like perfect a mix if I yeah. want it. Or I can like be in this room with a hundred other people just like being stoked about this track. Like there's it like there's so many different ways you can get joy out of it. Yeah. And I it's love just, all of those ways. It's back to community. It's yeah. Like, and it feels like you have the control over the faces. Kind of. I mean, like... I know, because I've heard people have heard DJ say before, it was just fun having control of a room and being able to change the energy whenever I wanted. Yeah. And having that power. I I really like it as, like, a conversation with everyone that's in the room to be like, this is what I'm putting forward and, like, I'm going to react to whatever you're giving back and mm. it's going to be, like, this to and fro. And it's just good fun. It's just really fun. When you just yeah. do a big-ass backspin and everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you're like, yeah! I'm that dickhead in the so front row as well that does these. <laughs> oh my god, you do! I've seen it. He's not lying. 
Wait, not you've seen me do that. I'm pretty sure I've seen you do that. Where? I can't remember. I just were you at the mall grab? I wasn't, but I think I've I've definitely I've seen you do it at least once. Just being like, I did it there to pull. Um, I don't know what was it. Shit, I did it, and he did it. You did it. Oh my god. And I was like at my peak stand mall grab era. I saw him as like this demigod, and I was like. That's really nice. That's really nice. No, where would I have done that? I don't know, my dude. I don't know. <laughs> Surely I did not do that to skin on skin. I That's a level do. of disrespect that oh, I'm not willing God. to commit to. And yet you'll do it to your idol. Yeah, I'd rather do it to my idol. At Oxford Art Factory, it's a different yeah, yeah, kind of true, thing. True, true. Bit of distance. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, um, yeah. I... What were you DJing when you first started? When I first started, a lot of the stuff... There was a really weird mix of things because I had a lot of like, it was a lo-fi house sort of era. Mm. Um, and also there was just a lot of like real chill shit that I really liked. So I was mixing a lot of like really vibey chill house, but also mm. with side chains, it was like most of the stuff that I really wanted to learn how to mix was at like 160 BPM insanity, like sort of goth, um, goddamn remixes of stuff and like hectic soundcloud internet sounding shit and like that's the stuff that i learned yeah. how to mix on <laughs> which is very quick um so it was it's a good it place was, to start though in terms of a skill yeah it was just this huge mishmash and like it's always been this huge mishmash like i can't tell you what genre i yeah, play exactly. i would give you a huge list yeah. and so yeah that's that's the sort of stuff that i started out playing and then it's sort of i don't know it was difficult because that after Sidechains wrapped up, which was like early 2017-ish, maybe yeah. later. Oh, I turned 18 oh, no, as it mean... closed, as yeah. it was dying down. So I turned 18 late, like uh, mid to early, mid 2017. Yeah. So it would have been around late yeah. 2017. Just I when school. I was getting to the point where I could have possibly like been someone who could have played like an early 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 yeah. slot of side chains like it sort of wrapped up and after that there wasn't really many places for me to do what i wanted to do no um there still isn't probably well like there are there are quite a few things that are popping up now but well, at that yeah. point like to be fair like a keddy um i hate kalimi wait no mm. not I, that's her instagram handle kalimi <laughs> um flower boy and everyone chris ran like club switch and that was like something that came through at the time but that also like they had like hudson pool room obviously is now closed rest in peace rest in peace good god i never went to good god fun fact i was young yeah same oh we're both young actually. yeah we're both young but anyone that's making you feel old i don't know who you are who's old enough to have gone to good god but i hope you feel old caitlin, caitlin made me feel so youthful Oh, I made her feel old. <laughs> nice. The, the exchange. Wind. Yeah, the legit. exchange. Yeah. You feel like a baby and they feel old. Um, but yeah, there wasn't just, there just like wasn't many places to mm. play the music that I wanted. And like, that's the struggle that I know a lot of people yeah. who play this kind of music have felt in Sydney and just generally, I guess. And I, I guess it's also not like exclusive to like crazy high energy clubby kind of music, but um, I had like an identity crisis. I was like, "Oh God, no one wants to hear this. Ah, I should yeah. just play this instead." Me, 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 me. But I came back to it. So true to your guns. Six yeah, true to your guns. I don't know. It's just a thing that I find most exciting and most interesting, exactly, yeah. personally. And like, not everyone is about that, but that's okay. They don't have to be because they have their thing that they love. That's where longevity comes from, though. 
um, like honesty and being true to yourself. Like you're not, there's no longevity in anything unless it's completely honest, and because yeah. otherwise you're not going to want to do it after a certain amount of time. Yeah, totally. You just have to be. You have to be like kind of insane. You yeah, have to exactly. be like, I love this so much, and just Literally. do it. Yeah. Especially in music as well, given the, how much you get paid for the amount of work you put in, well, especially on my side. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You need to have a like a, a nerd. You need to be yeah. a nerd for it. That's the thing that I love about FBI is that almost everyone who does work at FBI is there on a volunteer basis. Yeah. And like, obviously there are issues with like a volunteer only um, or like an unpaid, I guess, which is a harsher way of putting it position because if you can't I don't know if you have rent to pay and or you have other people's rent to pay and you don't have that money and you don't have that time then you're locked out of that and I do think that there's issues with that but for the people that can do it I guess like FBI is full of people who are there because they love it exactly and you have to love it because I don't know if you do if you're a presenter and you do all-nighters like you need to be there from one till six in the morning on radio and I don't know. Past a certain point, you gotta have love to fuel that shit. Exactly. Because oh boy, you get tired. Yeah, exactly right. You get tired. Yeah. <laughs> you get sleepy. You want to go home, but yeah. You push through. Yeah, that's that's what I really love about organizations like FBI and and I guess people like you as well who do things and Caitlin and like, just there are so many people in Sydney that do things out of with so much love and. I know. Athletic is cool because I get to pay some people for it. <laughs> like, I love I love that I get to pay the people that work yeah. and that do stuff at Athletic. I'm like, yes! Take my money, please! Yeah, exactly. I want to fund feel, you. It would feel amazing, though, to pay people. But anyway, yeah. FBI. How is FBI? Let's talk about FBI as a cultural institution. FBI is... They're so important. Really, really important. It's... Um, it's like a training facility, essentially, for so many people. Um, so look at the people that have come out of FBI. Yeah. Like, uh, there, are too many like there are too yeah, many Yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah, like, I'm going through my head. It's like, how do FBI I just... is incredible. I think, like, community radio generally is just a really important mouthpiece for people to express themselves and sort of be like this is me this is what i'm about this is what we are about like it's such an important place for people to get training in media like mm. i know so much more than i know so much purely from working at fbi yeah. but there's also like other super important community radio stations like around sydney as well who also do incredible things like to ser at um or uts uh also like function that same way in like radio skid row as like like highlighting people especially from marginalized communities and like giving them media training and a mouthpiece but yeah fbi is where i am yeah and it's it's just like it's really nice it's really nice and walking in and feeling like you're connected to what's happening in sydney and what's happening in Australia as well, like we play 50% Australian music, half of that's from Sydney. So you look at the playlist that you're given and you can be like, these are all this, these amazing new artists and these new songs that I haven't, that I'm learning about and I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah, I don't know. I just, FBI is wonderful. Yeah. And you're proud. There's like a certain level of pride as well. Yeah. When you get a playlist like that and you actually enjoy the songs. Yeah. Yeah. And like FBI, I don't think is a, 
afraid to put on artists that are doing something that's a little bit different or a little bit exciting. And like, I mean, when I was feeling really lost and I didn't know what music I wanted to play and I didn't know if there was like a place for the music that I want to play in Sydney, I would tune in Friday from 10, Sandra's show, like his set at Sidechain's got me into this music and like he has a show every Friday called Switch. And I would listen to that and I would just get like excited all over again. I'd be like, oh my God, this and ah oh, and that yeah. and oh, this is so cool. Oh my God, this is so exciting. And like, so in a lot of ways, like FBI kept me buoyed when I didn't know if there was somewhere where I could go yeah. with the music that I was playing. And obviously like I'm privileged in so many ways and I'm, I can feel comfortable in a lot of spaces that some people might not feel comfortable in by virtue of like, all of these aspects of my identity, but it was still really nice to be able to have that Yeah. when I felt lost. How'd you, like, talk about, a bit more boring, but what's the process getting to the point of your role at FBI? Um, so... So what is your role at FBI? <laughs> so I am an all-nighter at the moment. I present the some of the late shifts, the really, really late, from 1 till 6 in the morning every second week, but I fill in a bunch of shows, so I've filled in for... Oh my god, I did so much radio last week. I did my all-nighter, which was 1 to 6, and then I filled in for Sandra's show. 1 to 6 a.m. 1 to 6 a.m., by yeah. the way, yeah. For those playing at home, it's 1 to 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, and then I filled in on Saturday lunch. I filled in for Sandra's show, which I've done a couple times. Um, I was then on Spin the Bottle, but like they just get you, and if um, presenters can't come in and do that, do their shows for whatever reason yeah. they're like hey does we need to fill in you're like hello yeah and so yeah that's my role at the moment but the process was i got there and i didn't even want to be a presenter at first because i was like oh i don't know how to do that those people are so cool i can't yeah. ever do that oh my god um i was a frontliner which yeah. is you sit at the front desk and you answer emails or you send emails to the appropriate people or you delete the ones that are just spam and you greet people who come in the door you open the door because the door's always locked you open the garage door and sometimes you wash the dishes <laughs> and and that's what you do and <laughs> and i started there and then i was doing social media stuff for all the best which is a podcast that they have which is also um highlighting uh audio makers in sydney and australia and beyond who are making their own like audio pieces whether they're like fiction or non-fiction and it's that's also like a really important training ground for a lot of people um, so I was doing their social media and then I was producing up for it uh, when Lucy oh my god I was so excited to produce that show I used to work a cafe job in the city and I'd have to get up so early to do, do the like 45 yeah. minute train ride in and I would be standing on the train platform at 6 in the morning listening to FBI and this is when Lucy Smith was presenting up for it and I'd like she'd tune in and I'd be like yeah it's Lucy and I was like a chronic text I'd be like yeah I love this song (laughs) or like all that sort of stuff so I would like I was so stoked to produce that show when she was doing it and then she moved on she's now at Triple J doing insane things she's such a talented presenter Um, but it's still everyone don't they oh yes and then and then wait what did you say I they steal everyone oh my god oh my god no I, I didn't want to agree to that i didn't actually hear what you said and then i was like oh yeah no they don't steal anyone fbi is like a feeder it's, no, for no, them. it's, cool, it's, it's cool. like a it's like a feeder for them like that was a joke <laughs> and i was like wait no what am i agreeing to um but now that ruby miles is doing it yeah. 
And then from there, because I'd been a producer, I think I was a producer for around about 10 months. That was like 5 a.m. starts on every Tuesday. Um, I then, they fast-tracked me and a few other people to be an all-nighter. And that's what I've been doing for the past X amount of time. Do you enjoy doing the all-nighter? I really do. I really like doing all-nighters because FBI, the first like proper show that I ever listened to on FBI was like by myself with my own volition, at least someone that sticks out of my mind. I don't know how accurate this is, but I couldn't sleep. And it was like five in the morning and I felt like shit. And I tuned into FBI and there was just like someone talking. I don't even know what they were talking about. They were talking about like iTunes. And I was like, someone's there. Yeah. And that was really comforting to me um, that someone was like sitting in a room in Redfern, just picking the music and talking shit. And I really loved that. So I I have I really have a special place in my heart for all nighters. And even though a lot of people, it's difficult. I am a student and like my job is DJing. So I don't have like, I have a lot of commitments, but I can, I do it because I love it. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah. How much, like, what's, when you're an all-nighter, how much freedom do you have over the stuff that gets played? You get to play, um, you can pick around, like, five or so songs or more, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're, like, filling an hour, yeah, exactly. you can you can pick, like, several songs of your own, and, like, what I like to do is go through and sort of try to find, like, through lines in songs, like, oh, this one reminds me of, this X song reminds me of this, so I'm going to play this now, yeah, and yeah. that, and that, and that. And I do like, I'll always slot in stuff that I love. And like, that's what every presenter does. And that's yeah. why each show has its own flavor because people can, can like express their personality through the songs that they're really loving right now. Um, and yeah. Where do you see your future at FBI now? Um, or are you well, content with how you are now? Do you feel? I mean, well, obviously you're going to be content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I'm going, well, at the moment I have a show on Nomad okay, Radio. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to see how that goes. I'm not, I'm not like, planning it out too rigidly yeah. at the moment. But, yeah, I'm concerned about doing my show well on Nomad Radio. Exactly. So, what's... That's an Athletica. That's called Athletica, yeah. is it? So, my Nomad show, it's, it's like a specialty show. Um, Nomad's an uh, internet radio station that's just popped up. Um, Who's that put on by? Um, his name's Oscar Watson. Yeah, he's... And he that guy is, is everywhere. I can have seen him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing this really cool thing. And just like, I mean, FBI only has so much like space on a grid, mm. and like, it's all of these people who have a chance to like put on a show and be like, "This is me," mm. and or like, "This is the stuff I like," and "This is the people I like," and I think that's really cool. So I'm doing a show there, um, and that's like two hours of me having a mix talking some shit talking about the next party i'm throwing and hopefully like getting in a guest to do a mix and that yeah. sort of stuff having a bit of an interview a bit of a yarn no you can't do that now this is my i'm joking <laughs> this is my space you can't oh do God. interviews i'm the interview guy no i'm interviewing uh, you I'm now i'm gonna say something yeah just to play devil's advocate okay are we too culturally dependent on fbi hmm I think it's a choice that the, the listener can make because there's so much in Sydney. Like, if you don't want to listen to FBI, you can listen to Triple exactly. J, you can listen to yeah. 2SER, you can listen to Skid Row, you can listen to, like, so many other stations. You can, hell, you can listen to NTS. I don't think... I don't think we're culturally dependent on... F I think, like, an area of Sydney or a subset of people might, like 
look very specifically to FBI, yeah. but I do think there's like so many people beyond that that look in so many different areas and in so many different places for the things that they like. Good, I agree entirely. I think that independent promoters and media outlets now are at the absolute, like a growing very neatly, I'll say. And it's okay. awesome to see that. Yeah. Like we got like, like think about all the new promoters coming out as well. Yeah. So sick. And like the new parties coming through. No, there's so New there's media outlets. <laughs> and like all that Thank sort of thing. Very. It's so exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah. Lots I'm of stuff is happening that's really exciting. What are your, what sort of things are you playing on the Nomad? Similar to your DJ sets? Or do you yeah, pull it a bit yeah. more? Yeah, it's, I mean like, it's essentially a DJ set for me for yeah. two hours. Oh, right. or for, so, oh, so you're actually mixing. Well, yeah. So I go in, I go in and there's decks and I mix for like, oh yeah, I didn't make that clear. I go in and there's decks I, yeah. and I mix for like That's sick. a set period of time. And then I'm like, these are all the songs. Yeah. And yeah, I just try to showcase the stuff that's new or the stuff that I think is important or exciting and all that sort of stuff. Where do you find either the time or even all the tracks to do a two hour show? Like, I have it? so much music, dude. And I don't have as much music as, like, people I know. But I don't know. You're always constantly on the lookout for stuff. You hear it in other people's mixes mm-hmm. or when you're out or, like, just having a dig through what's new or especially as, um, like, I've met a lot of people who make music in Sydney. Like, they're on my Instagram feed or Twitter and I see that they put a new track out yeah. and I can check that out. Um, Bandcamp, following people on Bandcamp and seeing when they have new releases. Um digging through all of that sort of stuff i feel like i'm i still have like a chip on my shoulder about not being as good at researching music <laughs> as i should be yeah. but i try i try really hard and yeah you just need to be able to like i mean like i can play a two-hour set yeah. I, like i can play a three-hour set i could i've played like a seven-hour set before yeah um it's just like part of I don't like calling it a job. It's like part, part of the, the job, I guess. Part of the gig. Part of the gig. It's exactly. part of the gig. You need to be able to do that sort of stuff. You also run events, though. I a party. do. I, I run a party. Where did that start? Because <sighs> I, 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 I assume that the DJ, it was DJing first. Well, yeah. I was, and I then was FBI. A, yes. So, well, no, FBI, now, FBI, FBI, and then DJing. Right. And then um, I was, I wasn't. I wanted to start Athletica because I wanted somewhere to hear the music that I love played mm-hmm. by people that I admire. I wanted a place to be able to play the music that I like as well. And I wanted there to be a place for us to sort of gather, I guess, because I don't know, something that Sidechains was, because like, I don't know, I wouldn't know that any of this was here without Sidechains. I wanted to like, have that space that people could come in, talk to each other, dance, have a good time, and that someone like could come downstairs and be like, oh, what's this? Oh, crap, shit, this is yeah. here. And like, I wanted to have a space that people could stumble upon this music. I just wanted to have a space for community, essentially, yeah, which exactly. I felt was, was, wasn't was here in Sydney or, yeah. This wasn't being tapped into. Uh, not, not, not even necessarily being tapped into, just like wasn't uh, something that someone had made. And there was, and there like the there, there was like so much happening. Like what I mentioned before, like Switch, yeah. uh, with a Y, which was run by a Ke- uh, Kalimi, Flower Boy, and Chris. That was like something that happened, and there were lots of like little bubbles of people doing things. Um, so, 
obviously I don't want to be like I'm the only person yeah. doing this because I think that's dumb there's so many people doing really really cool stuff but I just wanted to sort of have a space for it all to mush together yeah. at the same time as well even though there are other people the more the merrier yeah and given the culture in totally. Sydney dance music as well everyone's so friendly anyway yeah totally. it's all competition like, it's all like if one person's wins we all win together you know what I mean yeah and like I just I think one thing that would make me really happy is if more parties like Athletica came up because you started. came up well not even came up because I started but just came up so like I want to be able to go to those parties. Mm. I want to be able to like, and, and things like that are happening at the moment, like Milk Teeth Club, one again by Kalimi and Flower Boy, Club Unido by Looney, um, Ride or Buy, which is happening at the Bearded Tit, has like a lot of like um, queer pop music. So like ballroom, that sort of stuff is being played there, which is really cool and has like a bit of a clubby bent to mm. it. And like, there are lots of things that are beginning to pop up now, which is really exciting. And yeah, I think genuinely the more the merrier. I yeah. would love if people were throwing parties like this. That would make me so happy. Yeah. And they are, which is really, exactly. really, really cool. And Third Space as well. Third Space, um, which happened, one of them happened yesterday, had Jessica Klimi on with Scylla, uh, Index and um, Akka which was off. They were all part of the FBI dance class. They're also putting together stuff that's like a little bit left to center, a little mm. bit weird. But that's also very specifically to champion marginalized artists yeah. and marginalized music. Unreal. Yeah. What is your... I just, I just talked a lot. No, it's fine. <laughs> I I'm, got I'm a little actually, bit lost, but... I put this on, it's like, yeah, at the same time, people can listen, whatever. I want to learn too. Yeah. Especially if it's something that's a bit further out of my reach in dance music. Yeah. So the fact that you're just yarning... I'm just it's the best thing because I can just sit and listen and be like, oh, cool. okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. So it's fine. So I'm totally. like, I'm actually listening and nice. educating myself. Um, what was the toughest thing about throwing Athletica One that you didn't think you'd run into? Hmm. Well, to start on a positive, yeah. one of the things that like surprised me not surprised me but like made me really happy was when I first started all of these people were willing to help me out like um Denzel Sterling of Sidechains who is a friend of mine was like yeah I'll get a beer and just like talk to you about this for like four hours yeah and I was like mad and like he did all the graphic design um and did an incredible job of it and then like I had all of these other like my friend Venus put together all the visuals for it. Nema of Dark Cinema was like, "Yeah, I'll lend you a projector, like at like a cut rate." And like all of these people stepped up to really just boost this, yeah. which just blew my mind. It was so wonderful. Um, the thing that was hard was that sometimes things happen and they're outside of your control, and there's nothing you can do about it. So there was like an issue with the venue that like it was just like human error and no one could have foresaw it and just this domino effect that meant that I had to change the date of the party from one week to the next and I was like oh my god this has never happened before and this means that as in like this party has never happened before and all of a sudden I have to change a date and I'm this and that and blah like that that there are lots of things you could do everything perfectly or close as close to perfectly as you think you can get and then still go wrong Yes, shit can still hit the fan and you just have to roll with that. And that was like, ah, 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and that sort of stuff was hard to realize. And I'm still learning it. Like, yeah. oh, this, it being really full one second and then everyone goes out for smoke and it's empty. Oh my God, what's, oh no, well, like just learning the ebbs and flows and learning how to roll with punches was something that was, is and continues to be difficult, but it's something that I'm trying to learn from. Exactly, yeah. So I can know things and yeah. be better at stuff. <laughs> it's probably one massive learning experience. Did you throw any parties before Athletica? No, or was this, this was, oh, actually I did a little thing with Nap Girls which um, Maddie Carr, who's now moved all the way over to England. Bye, Maddie. Don DJ as well. Miss you. <laughs> yeah, she's, an, she's an incredible DJ. Um, her um, and Jen, and we were running, we put on a party at Botany View Hotel just on a Sunday with like some acts that we really liked. And that was really cool. And that was like, I didn't really do much of the organizing, organizing of that, but I got like a little taster and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this isn't as insanely difficult and impossible as I thought it would be so that was kind of like a little taster but no I'd never run like a thing by myself yeah. before is Athletica all you pretty much entirely uh, I mean like I have a lot of people who help me yeah like as I said Denzel Sterling did all the graphic like designed the logo and did all of the graphics to start off the party with um my friend Sunny Lay as designed two of the posters. Matka from down in Melbourne, who's also an incredible graphic designer, um, did one of the posters as well. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I can't do myself. As I said, like, you know, I'm from dark cinema, did all that sort of stuff. But I guess, yeah, like, I'm at the center of it, deciding all of the stuff. Yeah. So I do all the marketing and I do, I, I like write all the bios for all of the artists and it's, it was me who was like, I'm going to design the space. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I do yeah. it by myself. <laughs> I do it by myself. Yeah. It's I all am athletic. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Oh God. There, I do have a funny story there. I yeah, was, if there's a place to do it. Oh my God. It was like, uh, I think it was Athletica three and all the people like people are helping me set up but then they hadn't got there yet or they'd left and i was literally like taping shit to the walls i was like taping up posters um and this guy comes down and he says oh do you work with the athletica guys oh my god and i'm like oh cool i am the athletica guys (laughs) mad it's me all of this it's it's me and he was like oh cool 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 hey and i was like oh you kidding it's just me and i'm taping up the poster but that's like um yeah it's 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 all me and it's fun and i love it it's a a lot of work on a broader note though what's the your favorite moment ever at at an athletic or some of the best moments at athletic parties oh my god i mean sort of goth had her retirement set at the law at the first ever athletica like she was the side chance like mainstay and like it was cool to have been like so inspired by that and then have her do her and she's like a friend as well so it was also really nice yeah. but like have her do her final set there was just like ah. yeah, um other moments just like coming down seeing people who i love who i don't get to see play out as often as i think they should be like do sets that they're really excited about like the moments i love are when like the djs that i've had on are like drop that names, was drop sick names, drop names. like Atro came in for Athletica 2 back in, I think it was February or March? March. Yeah, March. And was like, he wanted to play a footwork set or a 160 BPM, like, insanity set. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I can never play these BPMs. 
like people always like get wigged out by it but he got up and he did it and everyone fucking loved it yeah. and he just just like this is amazing and he yeah. was just like so stoked and like seeing just like Ava Tonya and Jastic played and like everything that they they were just like I just love seeing the people they book have so much fun and have like all of these people around like love this thing and have such a good time like yeah. I can't pick a moment like I don't know seeing like at the first Athletica when everyone was still like not quite sure like when Sandra Jalami got up and he like started his set and all of a sudden like the crowd is just up the front and having an insane time and like yeah just moment. it's just, just there's so many little bits of people connecting with each other and just like having a goddamn blast I remember one of them okay I do have a moment I have a moment the moment it was the first hour of Athletica and I was playing like the opening set because I played the opening set for the 10 till the 10 till 11 and then the 3 till 4 yeah because um, I don't want to put someone on like bang on yeah, it yeah. and I can do that I've done those sets yeah. fine I want to showcase people yeah. I don't want to showcase me um, I was like playing and I always would feel this like little twinge in me if I played something that was like a little bit too weird and I was playing like a Neil Las Vegas song I just chucked it on and normally I would have like been like oh my god like is this crowd but I was like hey this is this is my party this is what yeah, this exactly. is about and I was like I can play this and it's fine yeah and that was just like a and honestly surely like to be honest I probably could have done that in a million other venues and it would have also been fine but like that anxiety like that anxiety just wasn't there anymore and I was yeah. like oh, I can do this exactly yeah. and it was just so nice and yeah I I'm I really love my little thing yeah it's and I'm awesome. really really glad that other people like it too because I can't I it wouldn't be it would just be me in a room without other people I still haven't come to one Okay. Next Friday though. Barry! Next Friday though. For God's sake! It's always they're always Barry. on when something else is on. Like, oh, that's okay. That's fine. No, 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 I get it. But it's also like not you like you love house matter, and you love hip hop, and like those are things that you want to go to. So I completely understand. At the same if you time though, you should be encouraging people like me Ooh. to see something different. Come see something different. I mean, like it's gonna. I think the next one's gonna be really, really fun and really interesting. So I would come along to that, please. Fun. You don't have yeah. to, but if thank you, I'll be there thank next Friday. You. Next Friday, Tokyo August second, August second, a Tokyo sing song, um, from ten until. Also, this is going to be going to air like way after the party has happened, right? Yeah, sorry. Cool. I'm not going to give you all the details, but I will say that Index, Kalimi, Raidine, Katari, FK, DJ Sezo up from Melbourne are all playing, and I'm sure it's happened now. And it, I hope it, it was really cool. It, it, it was really cool. Well, and we had a lot can, of fun. If you guys don't <laughs> see that I'm there and I put this out, call me out. <laughs> Parry, I hope you came to this goddamn party. No, I'll, you didn't have to, but like, it would have been nice to see you. You I'll, know. I will do. You know. It's going to be like midnight. I'm going to stumble in. Oh my God. <laughs> like I always I'll be do. Like, hey. uh, and I'm going to be like, hey. Who's this? Oh, jokes. <laughs> Joking. Jesus. Um, yeah. What do you think maybe outside of like the organizing sense more culturally or community wise what the biggest challenge is having a party in Sydney um if there is any I mean there are definitely challenges I think there can be a lot of pressure to conform to certain standards of cool and what is 
interesting and like obviously those aren't standards that people have to conform to and you should do your own thing but that I think through social media through I don't know seeing what goes well and going to a night like say your night doesn't go well and you're like oh god like people don't give a shit about this like it can be really hard to want to jump up and be like I'm just gonna do my thing and fuck it like having that fuck it moment can be really difficult because the scene is small and there aren't many of us and like it's it can be difficult to get people out to a night if they don't know what the fuck they're going for or if you don't I don't know spark something in someone yeah and like it's always a risk like I I mean we're talking culturally but logistically like I had the idea for Athletica halfway through 2018 and then I worked for like six months to save enough money to feel like I would feel even vaguely comfortable putting on a party because I was fully expecting that I was going to lose a ton of money yeah and like that's the reality for so many people and like it has been the reality for me I have lost money on Athletica in like some respects so it's a big leap to make when you don't know whether or not it's going to fully work yeah and Sydney is a city that has high rent rates if you don't live at home you've got like I'm I'm lucky enough to live at home same I I have so like the thing is, if I didn't live at home, I don't think I would have been able to put on Athletica. Yeah. Like, that's just the reality of it. Like, maybe I wouldn't have made that leap and maybe yeah. I wouldn't have felt comfortable making taking that risk. Um, so, yeah. Pay for your gigs. If yeah. you're going out somewhere and you can pay for it, don't ask for door. Just give them your goddamn money because people need it. Exactly. People really need it. And <laughs> if we... Genuinely. And, like, if we... No, you do not understand how happy I am that you said that. Yeah, and, like... I'm incredibly privileged to be able to live at home, to be able to make enough money, to be able to, I don't know, come from a wealthy family. But if you don't have that safety net there, it is exponentially more difficult. And I think that that's, like we're talking about what's culturally difficult to throw a party in Sydney. If you're not rich, it's hard. Yeah. At the same time that you've recognized your privilege and you're making the absolute most of it to be able to give back. Do you know what I mean? I do want to pay people. Like, that's something yeah, that, like, exactly. makes me really stoked is that I can pay my friends. Yeah. And I can pay the people that I admire. Um, but, yeah. I think if, if like, I think the real cultural challenge is being able to overcome things so everyone can throw shit if they want to. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Money sucks. Money's hell. <laughs> we live in a capitalist hellscape, Harry. Capitalist hellscape, but it's okay because global warming's gonna gonna kill exactly. everything in thirty years. Did you say that shit about the face up? Let me hit it. Oh yeah, but like, at this point they have all of our data. Any, I'm like, no, no, I'm talking about. It's like yeah, the face up is cool, but none of us are gonna be alive then anyway when we're that old. Oh <laughs> neat, yeet. I thought you were talking about the fact that it's owned by Russians and they now like own pictures of That's your face. That's the thing face. about data as well. I don't give a fuck. Like everyone yeah, already point, has everything. This, like, I mean, I put like a I put like a thing over my laptop like webcam. But, like, I'm sure they can get to our phones as well. And it's just like, dude, but I'm not... But we know not, someone's watching this I'm, live Yeah, probably. Hey! <laughs> like, I'm not that interesting. Yeah, like, the fact you've talked to me for this long is, like, mad. But, like... We've just begun. Some, some like... 
<laughs> Some like dude sitting on a laptop. Like, there's so many more interesting people to blackmail with data than me. That's how I feel. About my it. argument as well. It's like if they're gonna take my data and be able to advertise products that they know I'm gonna like. Oof. What's the loss in that? It's like if they're gonna push Carhartt to me because they know I like Carhartt. It's like. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to see some brand I don't like in my feed. I want my feed to be tailor made. Fair. For me. Oh God, Zuck would love you. Who's that? Mark Zuckerberg. Oh Zuck. Yeah. Shout Zuck. out Zuck. Shout out Zuck. Making my life so easy. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, bud. How have we got here? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're talking about money it as well. Um. Oh uh, yeah. What? Be more culturally, not yes. so specific to Louisa. What do you? How do you feel about Sydney dance music right now? Positive, neutral, I think on the up. One thing that I find interesting is that both of us, like both of us, came of age after lockouts. Yep. Um, I have a lot of friends who experienced Sydney during, like, before lockouts and before like the de- the decline. I guess. Um, I think what we're seeing now is a lot of people are coming up who don't have that sense of like intense loss that the people who used to go to Good Garden used to be able to go out until like 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, stamps all the way up their arms because they're out until 7 in the morning. Like, we never experienced that, so we don't have that same despair, I guess. Oi, congrats, by the way, I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. And there are people who have that energy that may be watching, like, everything that happened to Sydney after lockouts some of that energy was taken away from people who used to be like yeah they're like oh it's not what it used to be like I don't know what the fuck it used to be I don't know what the fuck it used to be I just know that I want to do something that I like and something that's cool and something that I can dance with with my friends like I think that energy is coming in and we're getting a bit of a second wind which I think is really cool I think that people say that shit's dead but if you look at an event page I don't know. There's like three different things that clash tomorrow, and I want to go to all of them. Like, what? What are they? Let's do it. Oh, actually, no. It's tonight. I want to go to the Winter Ball. It's being on, put on by House of Slay. Uh, they have an after party as well. Swarm at um, Chinglings is going on. There's also just like, there's just, there's just stuff that's Harpoon happening. Harpoon Harris exists. Harpoon Harris exists. <laughs> like, there's also just like, I don't know. There's also like a thing at Pack tonight. There's just so much yeah. that people care so much and they try so hard there was okay there was this um girl from california is it coming california i think so give it to her her name was mariana and she's the best if you're watching this mariana love you she is came she all the way here oh what she came all the way here because she was writing a dissertation on sydney lockout laws and how they affected culture mm-hmm. in sydney and the one thing she noticed was that people here are resilient and persistent as fuck and they will put on a party. Like, if they can't put on a party in Marrickville in a warehouse because they're being shut down, hell, they're going to move to the place with a 24-hour license and put on community chest there. Yeah. Like, or they're going to, like, find whatever venue they can and do their, like, goddamn best. Like, people want to dance and they want to come together and they want to play the things that they like and be creative. And I don't think that anyone's going to stop that. Yeah. And that's so cool. So I do think, like... I think this year, especially in like my world of music, like a lot more stuff is yeah. beginning to pop up and I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah. 
It's awesome. And you see the venues getting bigger as these parties or yeah. promoters progress, which is yeah. so sick. Dude, like, Universal has, like, come up and, like, I've never been in a venue that is, like, a big super club vibe yeah. before. Shout but out like, Settings. Oh, my dude, God. Dude, Settings. I need, to, I need to hit them up so badly. They are the dons. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Like, I wish yeah. I went to that Venus X. Oh, my God. Venus X is... Venus X... I just saw her on stage and my whole heart did everything. Like, I don't... Did you go to that show alone? I did. No, I didn't go, I didn't go to it alone. I went to it with some friends, oh. but... Yeah. Shout out to the people that go out to clubs alone and do you, that w- and make friends. Do you, do you go out alone? No, I'll, our friendship circle is a... Is a Tight-knit bubble. boy? No, we're just a Tight-knit bubble. We're, we all... Oh, yeah. um, what's it called when you're in a circle and everyone just feeds each other? Oh. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I do know. We're like that. Yeah, yeah. So, That's nice. But, but you can all like hang but out But shout out to other. the people that go to gigs alone was, and brave that out because they are the people, they are the best. When I first went out, that was all I did. Yeah. I like, I I went to Laneway by myself. That's sick. <laughs> I went to Laneway by myself the most hungover I've ever been in my life and I loved it. I didn't love it. I loved it until, I loved it after 5 p.m., which is when my hangover like went away. But yeah, dude, going out to things by, I met like, um... You know, Lex Deluxe, Lexi. You, she was yeah, on. she was She's on. Episode yeah, three. Yeah, beautiful Lexi. Love her so much. Incredible. She's gone so far and so many amazing things. I'm so proud of her. And she's so talented. But I met Lexi and I met my friend Maria D Grade, who played at Athletica Four. I met Maria because I was I went to summer dance by myself and I was dancing in the toilet line and she was too because we could hear the music and we're just like having a which summer dance. Oh my god, I can't remember. Um, I can't it, remember. It was 2017. It was oh, 2017. Okay, okay. I can't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to find out if I was there. Oh, maybe. CC Disco played. Headlined? I don't think so. Someone else headlined. Oh, because I went but, to the... And it started raining. It was raining. Do you remember when it rained? No, it wasn't there. It was really, really, really hot. And then the skies opened and it was beautiful. But I met, I met Lexi and Maria because I went to Summer Dance by myself. And they're fucking incredible yeah it was really nice that's so crazy yeah that's unreal yeah going things by yourself is know, the best that's the best do it I need to do, do it that. it's really I'll fun I'll come to Athletica alone do it <laughs> friends fuck my friends Aww. I want to be alone I hate you all if you're listening to this friends I hate you Oh, you don't he doesn't mean it I'm joking he doesn't mean it cause for all, when I get 23 views on this it's gonna be me and my friends <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> and like one of them is gonna be my mom. <laughs> I hope not. You've been swearing. I have. Yeah. But, oh no, she would be mad at me for that. Um, mom. What else? Who are you most excited about, artist-wise, in Sydney right now, or generally in electronic music? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I think that. I mean, Nina Las Vegas. I'm always excited about mm-hmm. because everything. All, like so much of what she puts out just blows my mind every time and so much of what NLV Records puts out just blows my mind so like in that sort of area of people like Nin Jirachi her music's insane shout out Nins shout out Nins and she's sick she's so, she's so nice she's got a sound um, she's got a shout on every episode oh yeah she her? deserves it she deserves we it we haven't mentioned Morgrab on this episode though oh my god and we he, haven't he was on every episode so really far. So interesting was, interesting this is the first I, one I I I think that... Oh, jokes. Yes, we did. We did. We talked, talked about, about him at the start, but you brought him up. You brought him up. Well, grab. You're great. I'm a sinner. Um, you are. But what else? I 
I think Calypso mm-hmm. is an artist who's doing really, really cool stuff. Um, she has such an interesting voice. Uh, I, and her music is so, like, it's just fun and bouncy and colorful mm-hmm. and exciting and technical and weird. Love it. You talk um, about colors a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very yeah, colorful. Yeah, shout out to your hair. I'm very That's colorful. Um, what else? Like, I'm sure there's people I'm going to look back and be like, oh, why are you talking about this person? Shout out everyone. Shout out everyone. I mean, there's also, like, who else? Like, John Tachi is putting out really, like, fun and exciting pop music. There's um, Coda Banks is, like, doing the same as a vocalist. Um, there's also, oh, my God. There's so many people, yeah. and I, it's it's like it's it's like they're all blocked in my mind, and there's so many people Here, who do really this? cool this? things. How about this? What? If you want to find out Louise's list, Nomad Radio. Is oh it my the god, Nomad Thursday? Radio. There's second Thursday. Second month. Thursday of See? every month from. Research. Oh my god, from six to eight. From and six to eight on Nomad Radio. It's an online radio station. You can tune in six to eight, second Thursday of every month. I'm going to be there yelling about the things that I love because there are so many things yeah. that I love. Exactly. And her um, full list will be there of the people that you oh should my check God. out because she'll be playing them. So many people. Oh, my God. Awesome. So that way, that's skin a good way to make skin. it so that you... Oh, shout out. Um, oh, Jesus. Like, Godlands just put out, like, a hectic EP. She's from Adelaide. Um, Moonbase is doing exciting stuff as well also in that like trappy vein um, oh there's so many people yeah. um, <laughs> I'm, two more go. questions okay cool be quick though because I want to get food before the kitchen closes yes. first one is favourite boiler room ever I've asked everyone oh my god or top like just list off the dons the oh, best ones Jesus I watched this I can't believe after I thought I wasn't going to mention Mulgrab, but I watched this Mulgrab boiler room. Which one? Paris? It was Paris. What yeah. is the opening? This with was when I first, love? when I was first, yeah, when I first started DJing, I watched this Mul, like Mulgrab boiler room. That is the greatest. And I really loved it and I rinsed it and I like went through that track list. And that was when I like, that, that like, it just holds a special place. Oh my god, Jensen Interceptor as well as an artist is doing really cool stuff. Yes, Sorry, um, backtrack. Um, yeah, Morgan's one was really <laughs> fun. But also, like all the shit that's coming out of the UK right now that um, I had a dream is like putting on in London is like insane. Like obviously the Sherelle Boiler Room like fucking blew up, but like. Uh, there was like an Emma Rose boiler room that was really cool. God, there are just so many. Neilus Vegas did one that was mad. Uh, anyway, go on. What's the second question? Yeah. You have to call someone out to sit in the hot seat. Call someone out me. to sit in the hot seat Who with you? Pull up? Yeah. Oh, shit. Call them out. Who should I get on? Oh, my God. I mean. I already messaged Sandro. Obviously. So should he pull up? Yeah, obviously. Call him out. Obviously. I'm pretty sure he, texted, he messaged you back and you didn't reply. <laughs> Did you get those receipts? Yeah. Those screenshots? Oh no. <laughs> He's trying to pull up. He'll come in next week. Yeah. Guarantee if Sandro is not the next episode after Louisa, cancel me. I'm can you wrote I'm cancelling you. Cancel. I'm gonna preemptively cancel you and then try to retract it later. But when you have Paris to promote can- when you have to promote promo this interview. Yeah, Paris cancelled. Done. I'll happily be cancelled. Jokes don't, please don't. <laughs> Please. Don't I don't even know how long that went for, but that was a that, fucking epic conversation. That was a really long conversation. Shout out to the Lord Gladstone Hotel, of course. Um, VB, the very sponsor best. us. 
Um, shout out Athletica, Nomad. Athletica. Code of Bangs. Follow, also wait, mentioned. follow Athletica on Instagram. It's Athletic R with it's Athletica and then two A's at the end. And it's the same on Facebook. And all the you can get all the details. Well. Oh, man. I don't care. I'm not going to say that, them. Though, right? But Eyes of Blue Tick on Instagram. That's going to be the most iconic name. One day I'll get a blue tick. And then I'll have to get rid of the blue tick because it will be Eyes oh, yeah. of Blue Tick, Blue Tick. 